Cinnabuds receive support from Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, I Care and I Wear. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies, buddies talking about cinema. Hey everybody, this is Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. From Radio Milwaukee, this is Dory Zori. I'm Abby Estraline from Milwaukee Film. Yay! Yay! We have a guest. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we are talking about Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. the most extraordinary experience of my entire life. We're about to go on a little adventure together, and that adventure is going to span 17 years of music. How does that sound? That's right. Taylor Swift has managed to get into every crevice of popular culture including Cinnabuds. She has earned each and every space that she wants to take up in my mind. But I'm so glad we have Abby here. Um, Abby, give the listeners a general premise. What is this movie that we watched? So it is a recording of the full Eras Tour concert. Um, it is It was recorded in Los Angeles at two of her L.A. shows. So it just goes over the entire show, up close and personal view. 30 plus songs, over 10 albums from her 17 years of prolific songwriting. I would guess that you loved it. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to hope that I get to be a Swifty by the end of this conversation, but that's going to be up to you. What did you think of it? I loved it. So I was lucky enough to see the concert live twice this summer. Um, I went in Chicago with one of my very best friends, Amanda, and then I went in Detroit for my older sister's bachelorette party. Um, So both of those were super fun, um, and it was great being able to like experience it again in a different way. I also like got to go with, I forced um, the artistic director of Milwaukee Film, Kara Ogburn, uh, slightly forced her along. (laughs) Um, She had a great time. We had so much fun. And I went with my twin as well the next day. So it was really cool just being able to sit back and like, just kind of soak it all in and sing along and like so it was it was really fun and that was the reason that we brought Abby into because I working with you uh, knew you to be a fairly decent level Taylor Swift fan is that fair yeah I um, <laughs> yeah I'm pretty I'm a little crazy I'll how like, many bracelets <laughs> do you have on right now I don't have any bracelets on my person mm-hmm. right now but I, I've been made I have I have I one that made, was made by her that is true oh, yeah. I made ones with like almost everyone in the office has one with their name um, this last weekend I made over a hundred that were at the Oriental Theater <laughs> um, and I'm gonna make another I'm gonna aim for another 200 to be there this upcoming weekend at the theater <laughs> I can just whip them out like crazy I have a good pile of them in my purse <laughs> I, so I wink yeah. wink the purse yeah. that you brought with you right there there yeah. should be some in there I'll have to check but we're gonna be making them during the podcast yeah <laughs> I I absolutely love making the friendship bracelets it was a lot of fun well I'm so glad that you had mentioned you not only saw her real live show not once but twice because I have so many questions that I was thinking about during the film that now I get to ask you in the full podcast. Yeah, we have the right person here to talk with us about the film. So we're going to talk about that in the rest of the podcast. So stick around. 
Hey, Wisconsin foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer, Ann Christensen, and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with the local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash ThisBites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. Wow. We're back and we're going to get into it. All right. Before we get into it, though, should we put this one to task? (laughs) Did you see the film? Listen, everyone knows I'm a little (laughs) devil. I'm a little devil. You're a little stinker. Well, I will. I would. I want to be 100 percent. Uh, honest. Here's what happened. I had every intention of seeing this movie. <laughs> and I had a double booked. I kind of forgot that I had a thing on Sunday that people were coming over to do with this thing, which I will talk about at the end of the podcast. Ooh, suspense. <laughs> um, and then when that happened, I'm like, oh, I'll go after. And then what happened is I had this realization that it was evening on Sunday and I was in Sheboygan. And I would have felt comfortable going to Milwaukee to see it at the Oriental Theater. But since it was it was later and it was I thought, well, I'd have to see it locally in Sheboygan. And it would be me who looks like this <laughs> go, going by myself to see a movie about Taylor Swift, which uh, with, I assume, a hundred people who don't look like this. That's your hang up, man. <laughs> I is. feel like Taylor Swift fans would have embraced you for being there. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that on my over on my way over here and I was like, I don't want to say this and discourage people from going if they're happy to be by themselves. <laughs> I, it was my hang up and I was like, my wife even said, you, you maybe made the right decision. But then in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, I think it's probably, yeah, on paper it seems creepy. But I think in real life, everyone's, there's a lot of people who would like to see this movie. So, yeah. I, I, it I, happens. Failed, I failed a little bit. There's no shame. I just wanted you to say it out loud yeah. to, <laughs> oh, to was... all three of our podcast subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Sorry, guys. So, back to me and Abby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was loving this whole film. Um, I haven't seen the tour in real life, but all I kept thinking of was there's so much going on in this beautiful stage production and her outfits and the dancers and, you know, how cool the lights look from if you're sitting in the top seats as opposed to the bottom. Like, it uh, that job of putting that film together and what angles do you even use for which parts of songs must have been a little mind-boggling. So how did it translate to you as someone who saw it not once but twice in real life? Yeah, so I was really excited to be able to see more of the details up close. I had pretty, like decent seats when we went we were like right like head on to the stage which was really cool um and so that was great like in real life being able to be feel so surrounded by it um and then seeing it like on the screen it was cool to see like more of the details of her dancers and like different angles of like what they when they decided to show the crowd or like when they decided to show like the light up bracelets was one of my favorite parts live (laughs) as well as in the movie um because it creates this really cool like I mean, obviously, it's like an interactive experience. Um, And so it was really cool. Like, I really liked the different ways that they showed, like, not just always just focusing right on Taylor, but they were like, oh, let's show, like, the different things her dancers are doing and, like, the side angle so you can see all of the dancers. And, like, the clearly the dancers were one of my favorite parts. <laughs> but um, <laughs> even just, like, the, the graphics on screen or something that were super cool, I do think, like, 
the one thing I missed in the movie that I that experienced in real life, and I get why they did this, but the transitions in real life are obviously longer between the eras because she has to change outfits. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my favorite parts live because like when she would leave the stage, for example, like the Evermore to Reputation transition live is insane because you go from her singing this really dramatic song and then she leaves the stage and like it's like this really dramatic, like sad song. And then um, a snake pops up on screen and Whoa. just starts. And then you hear heel clicking <laughs> yep. for like two to three minutes. Like it's like a long time. So they and, had a little bit of that in the yeah. film, but not as dramatic as in the real yes, show. And so like the rev up when you're in real life was like so cool. And so I knew they were going to have to cut some of that down because the concert itself was three and a half hours and the film is two hours, 45. So they definitely did come cut some of that down, but I'm glad they kept pieces of it in. That's got to be great to have like for a completist to go see the show live even once Mm -hmm. and then like you said to be able to see the film of it and like fill in all the like oh i didn't get to see from this angle or i didn't get to i was looking at the screen during this time but i didn't get to see what was happening on state you know i was so excited i blacked out during that whole song (laughs) that's right (laughs) what actually happened so that's gotta be like i'm trying to imagine somebody i you know seeing a, a concert i would really love and then being able to like oh did you miss this now you have a record of it forever that's pretty impressive uh, the director, Sam Wrench, is Grammy-nominated and Emmy-winning guy who does live concert footage films. He's worked with Billie Eilish, BTS, The Weeknd, Mary J. Blige. Um, I, do you know anything about his relationship with Taylor and how he picked was picked to do this? I don't. And I so I'm a really big fan of Taylor Swift's Reputation Stadium Tour that's on Netflix. Um, that is like a comfort film of mine. Um, and so I was interested because it wasn't the same director. So it was I was interested to see the difference between the two. So and I've seen some of his other work, but I'm not sure how he got together with Taylor. How was what was the difference between him directing this and the previous concert film director? I feel like this one felt a little bit more, I think especially because they knew it would be in these big movie theaters, it felt a little bit more cinematic and like dramatic, whereas with the Reputation Tour, it felt very much so like they were just like, obviously with Taylor Swift, it's the sense of like capturing the magic of what she does. And they definitely pulled that off in Reputation, but I think they wanted you to really, really feel up close with this film. And I think he accomplished that. That's really interesting. I, so feeling bad about not seeing it, I immediately try to find as many clips. I watched the trailer over and over again. The thing that I am sad that I didn't see, but hopefully we'll see, is when, so quick background, I don't see a ton of shows live. I don't know why it's never been a thing that I've been drawn to as much, unless it's somebody I'm like I'm super, super into. But when I do go to a show, I love the ones, like Flaming Lips is a great example, that are very visual and have a lot of kind of theatrics I really enjoy beyond just the music. So watching what I did see was so impressed with like set pieces, like you said, the video, uh, video montages and like the costumes and all the choreography, like that is the kind of thing that, like if you're gonna pay top dollar, you better have intense setups and beautiful theatrics, and that was really impressive. Yeah, I absolutely loved at the actual concert, just there were so many visuals on screen and like the ways that she used the light up bracelets that everyone in the audience had on, like that was a really, really cool experience. And some of that, you can't, I'm sure it'd be difficult to capture to put into a movie. Like, for example, um, during the song Lover, the bracelets in the audience formed hearts. 
Oh, um, yeah. through the whole audience. <laughs> oh and like, gosh. you didn't see any of that during look yeah. what you made me do. Snakes went through the audience and like, there was all kinds of cool stuff like that. That's hard to capture. Yeah. Um, but it is really cool when you're there in real life. And yeah, the theatrics of it, the outfit changes, the set pieces, like, really cool. and yeah. just her stage presence is, it's very powerful and it also feels very real. It really does. And I found myself enjoying seeing the dancers and everybody, but I couldn't stop just staring at her. Whether it was just her on the screen, up close, which is kind of a terrifying thought sometimes. But man, she is just flawless in her realness. She's just a beautiful human inside and out. But then when she was with the dancers and everything else was happening, I just found myself just wanting to seek her out to see. I wanted to see her enjoying herself at the show, which she clearly did. She was clearly feeling the love. And I'm so glad that the people at this concert, set of concerts in L.A. gave her like that beautiful moment that translated so great into this film. Yeah, it's really great. Like even in real life, you obviously you're not that close to her, but you just you are always drawn to her and it just always does look like she's just having fun and wants to be there. And she doesn't, you know, like these L.A. shows were after like I don't know how many shows she did before then. Probably oh, good yeah, 50 right. or something. In the rain, in the yeah. wind. Like yeah. nothing really stopped her on this tour. No. And so like these LA shows, she had already been doing it for since these were filmed in August and she'd been on tour since March. So like you could get really sick of doing three and a half hour long shows three days a weekend all that time. And she clearly doesn't. She mm-hmm. just absolutely loves it. And you can see it like. It's really cool seeing it so close and seeing just how excited she is to be there. That's a que- so that's a question that, or leads into a question that I, I've been curious about. So Taylor Swift is clearly a phenomenon, and I, I, as somebody who is, I'm not, I'm not not a fan. I when I hear her songs, I enjoy them, but I'm not like overwhelmed by them. That's not something I've connected to as hardcore. But I'm, I'm when I when I do listen to it, and I listen to other music of that ilk you know, coming out right now or when, you know, when she started even, I want to know what is the thing that has taken her beyond all these other ones? Like even Billie Eilish, who's huge, like in this sort of, I mean, that's a a broad umbrella. I'm putting them both under, but um, what is it about her that has taken her like at such a high level? Yeah. I have been a Taylor Swift fan since I was like, eight or nine. Um, So for a very long time. And I think one thing that appeals about Taylor Swift is that she's, everyone always says like, or things I've seen on like, obviously my TikTok is inundated with Taylor Swift content. Um, (laughs) And there's a lot of the things that I've seen people say, and even like me and my siblings have said, is it does feel like she's grown up with us. And that's a big part of it as well as like, you know, like, she has so many different genres and different things that I feel like she has a way of songwriting that can like really connect with people and and will also like some of it's really dramatic and being like, oh, I love this song because it makes me feel these things or it's just something fun like Shake It Off, yeah. you know? So there's a lot of different things like that. Um, but I think a big part of it is just the like, for at least people who are a little bit not like older, but you know, not like 12 Um, is this sense of nostalgia mixed with she's still here right in front of me. Yeah. And also I, what I've noticed and what I've been most impressed by is that that connection to her fans is like above and beyond Mm -hmm. like what a lot of folks do. And I always wonder, I just like make up scenarios. Is it like the, everyone else is like, no, I want to meet my fans. And their PR person is saying, yeah, but let's not create a weird scenario. Like they're worried. So maybe they pull them back. 
And maybe Taylor's just like, no, I just want to meet them. And she, the interactions she has with them on this very personal level, like one by one in a lot of occasions, is if not, I, I believe it to be genuine. But even if it wasn't genuine, I'm like, what a brilliant tactic. I don't think it's a tactic. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it again. It's not a tactic. But if it was, what a brilliant one because it's like you, because no one else is doing that. Yeah. I don't not think at you that could, level. True. But and you he, almost have to be genuine to do it at that do. level. You do. You could not pull that off for yeah. 17 years without would getting totally it. busted. Yeah. And not, I'm sure she has her bad days too, but I went with my niece, um, Adriana, who's 22, and my sister Kelly, her mom, who is um, older than that. And they were both singing more songs than I knew, but I was very pleasantly surprised of how many songs that I remembered. And then I was thinking while I was watching this bigger than life, beautiful film with this crowd full of people cheering and clapping and screaming and singing like they're at the show. Like, I think my connection with her isn't as deep as it could be because in her 17 years of making music, I'm a bit older, but also like I was in a really great relationship these last 17 years. Still am. I shouldn't say was. I still am. But so many of her songs are about like those moments of being in real relationships, whether it's with friends or romantic and heartbreak. And so I found myself being able to absorb all this music with the film and little bits of my past were popping up that now we're relating to these songs that never did before when I was just listening to, you know, them on my headphones or they're playing in the car or on the radio. So I think like that was my moment in the theater where I feel like I connected with these songs on a deeper level than I ever have before. And that was pleasantly surprising. Yeah, I that is one thing I really like too is like I I have not been in a relationship since I was like 16. So it's not like I have direct like oh my god, I just got broken up with and I'm going to listen to All Too Well on a loop. <laughs> right. I just listen to All Too Well on a loop. Right. Like and part of it is just I just like love her songwriting and one of my favorite things that she said somewhat recently when she released Lover in 2019, um, there's a song on that album, Death by a Thousand Cuts. And it wasn't in the movie, which is a little sad because it's one of my favorites. But (laughs) um, she said in, I think, her NPR Tiny Desk concert, she said she wrote this song and she was so excited she was able to write it because she'd been in such a happy relationship. And she was like, I still have the ability to write breakup songs. (laughs) And it's like, that's one of the things that like makes me like happy about her is that she can like, she does see that like, it doesn't have to be just what you're experiencing right in that moment you can go back to different songs at different parts of your life and um yeah well and those songs she wrote at the time because they were very deeply personal to her and now she enjoys the fact that they're the world songs and everyone can take those and apply them to whatever they want in their own life and still connect with them so I feel like I am one of those people that just because I went and saw this movie in the theater and maybe it was the company I was with but I am now like a even bigger fan than I was before. So that's kind of magical. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go see it and then see what <laughs> <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> It'll be like science. Um, the other cool thing. All right. So I also found some fun facts to mention. So she bypassed the major film studios to release this. She started her own film production company and then worked directly with the theaters really? to give them this film. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't that know actually that explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> and working at a theater going, oh, OK, that is fascinating. And do you think that is a, tra- I mean, do a lot of people do that? Can they afford to do that? Is this a future trend to bypass yeah. production companies if you don't need them? Well, I was kind of interested in that because of the strike and everything. And I kept f- fantasizing what, like 
uh, not to go all film history here, but like Chaplin, Mary Pickford, I believe, and Douglas Fairbanks, they formed the first independent studio because they didn't want to have to deal with the big the big ones at the mm-hmm. time. So these huge stars had incredible, you know, viewership around the world decided we have enough power, we can make our own and then release our own movies. I love that. Why aren't people like, you know, Brad Pitt people have these huge platforms and huge star quality do that now to surpass these awful studios that are they're striking against? That's my fantasy, but it's in this situation, which is kind of offset because the musician doing it with her concert film, mm-hmm. that is an f- interesting model to look at. I do think it could partially be like because she does like to take control of a lot of the things with her management. Like she has this whole company called like 13 Management that basically manages everything <laughs> in her life. And um, I think because of her history with having her masters stolen, like she is very oh, right. particular about who she gives control of her work to. And I think that could be a really big part of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. It was also great to hear that she made sure that she paid everyone that produced the show the rates that everyone was um, striking for. So... She didn't. She wasn't doing it to cut corners. That doesn't sound like the Taylor Swift way. In fact, I think I read an article where she paid out like the truck drivers mm-hmm. bonuses after this tour was over, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, which is great to hear. Like such a big star actually taking care of her people. Yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Like because it was so much money that came in, and she, you know, spread it at, spread it around evenly. Mm-hmm. Rich people take note. Speaking of money coming in, it broke some box office records this weekend. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. $98 million in North America alone and then 128 worldwide. Wow. Which broke the record previously held by, does anyone know, um, the live concert film? Oh, it's a, another live concert film? Yep. So she broke the record of a film that came out in 2011. Oh. <sighs> called Never Say Never, oh, Justin Bieber. That's funny. Why did I think of that? <laughs> of course. Why didn't you think Why of that, Christopher? I? I'm very... I'm such a believer. <laughs> I should have known. Um, also, the second highest grossing October release film ever, right behind, I think, The Joker. Oh, So wow. she's breaking wow. records all over, and that's, that's just fantastic. the first week. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that's great. Um, one other moment in the film that my sister was like, oh, she does that in every show um is the song 22 what is the song called where she gives away her hat yeah talk about that moment in the film it was so sweet so like the whole the 22 hat is all the thing because you get kind of selected from the crowd like for example i don't know if any either of you are familiar with the bejeweled dance but it went viral on tiktok taylor does it in the show and at a different show, she like the guy who came up with the dance was at the show, so they gave him the hat. Like, oh, cool. So they do different things like that. But in this um, case, it was Kobe Bryant's daughter, um, oh, which was incredibly man. sweet. And I saw that like when it happened, and then when I realized that was the one that was filmed, even me and when I went with my twin, we were sitting there, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like I noticed it the day before, but it was nice having like my twin there to both of us be like, oh, yeah, that's what my sister did too. Such a beautiful moment. Um, The cool thing that I dug into, Kobe Bryant actually had presented Taylor Swift with an award when she sold out two nights at the Staples Center, which is what it was named back then. So he had presented her an award in that stadium years prior to. So between that and just the beautiful moment of her being able to celebrate his daughter at that show. like yeah. That's pretty sweet. It was incredibly yeah. sweet. Yeah. That's great to have on that. 
Oh. On the film. That's awesome. It is. I don't know. It was it, it was enchanting. <laughs> it made me emotional in all the best ways. It was fun. <laughs> I don't know the cinematic like anyone who's interested in stage lighting or production it's a must see it was so goofy at one point um during the song enchanted me and Kara were sitting there and all of a sudden Kara pokes me and goes they've the dancers have switched into regular character shoes <laughs> she's like i'm appreciating the stagecraft it was, it was so funny and like it's those those are some of the little things that you can't you can see quote unquote the, yeah. the shoes that they have on when you're at the show but like being able to be like Oh, what? What do they have on under their coats? What do they like? When did they change their shoes? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see it all up close. And man, those outfits! Woo, so cool. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, it seems like something that's going to appeal to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. I genuinely do feel bad that I missed it before we saw the show or before we were doing the show. But I, I mean, I have many, many reasons to catch it now. Yeah, for sure. Ten out of ten. Absolutely. Heck yeah! All right. So, any other last minute? thoughts or things you want to mention before we move on to our next segment of this podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> well, then, what we like to do, a new tradition uh, here at Cinebuds is anyone who comes on the show, we like to get to know them a little bit through their movies. So we have just like three or four questions to ask you about your movie history. Are you ready for that? Yes. All right. I always like to know first, what is the movie that you feel that you've seen? And I know that you've seen many movies many times in the theater. Because <laughs> yes. the last two, I think you saw a few times. So out of all the movies you have seen multiple times, what's the one you've seen the most in the theater? Barbie. I saw Barbie really? four times. Four times, yep. okay. Um, yeah, I. so I grew up um, in a weird little town in Nebraska. <laughs> so I didn't I love go... any story that starts with that mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't go to the movies like a lot <laughs> as a kid because it wasn't super accessible and like kind of similar things happen later in life. And now that I work for Milwaukee Film, having access to the Oriental Theater yeah. has just like... It's so fun to be able to go see things several times. Oh, yeah. So, like, I saw Barbie four times, and then I saw Bottoms three times. Yeah, so that's what, that's the first time I was like, you see movies a lot. That's great. Yeah. It's also interesting to point out, because now that I'm living outside of the city, and I'm not as close to the Oriental Theater as often, I really, like, oh, I really took it for granted while I was here. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a lot of movies there, and I still do, because I come into town a lot. Yeah. But... I always feel bad for my folks because they live in a town that has three movie theaters that are pretty accessible, but they're all cineplexes that play the same seven movies. <laughs> and no the, art house. No, places. and the interesting ones that my mom, who's 86, I was a change of life baby. Um, <laughs> I just want to point that out. Um, she would like to see some of these movies, but she did, she'd have to drive like 45 minutes to go see it. And one of the things I found fun about seeing these movies multiple times is like with Barbie, for example, first time I watched it, I watched it with the Milwaukee film staff. Oh, yeah. Um, which was super fun, especially because they all knew how excited I was yeah. <laughs> to see that movie. So like the whole time they were like watching my reactions. Um, and then I saw it with... A group of my friends and we went all together it was like six of us and then the same six friends actually we all went to see bottoms together too like I took them to go see bottoms Um, and then I saw Barbie with um with one of my other friends, and then I also went by myself once. Oh. So I kind love of going to movies multiple by myself. Multiple experiences. Oh yeah, I saw Don't Worry Darling by myself. That was an experience. <laughs> but um, and then with Bottoms, I saw it with again with Marky Film staff with a group oh, of yeah. my with the same group of friends, and then I took uh, my twin 
too. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Okay, next question, although I kind of forgot exactly what the questions are, but hopefully this is close enough. Yeah. But what I'd like to know is, um, Abby, what is the movie that is you that you know probably isn't great or other people don't really like, but you just find it like to be one of your favorites, no matter what anybody says, critics, friends, whatever? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. It's one of those like... If you believe in guilty pleasures, yeah, maybe that's because sometimes I get the the question, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm still, f- I'm proud to say I like MacGruber. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> Nobody should ever feel bad about what they like. But yeah, there's some that within like, reason. Generally, yeah, yeah, but generally accepted is like that's well, not great, but you still love yeah. it. Yeah, honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I just said it. I loved Don't Worry, Darling. Oh yeah, I, that is one. Yeah, that, got that was one reviews. that I saw it and. It was like the people that I saw that were saying they liked it, I felt like they were like Harry Styles apologists, <laughs> um, which I'm a Harry Styles girl. I do like Harry Styles, but um, it was something like everyone was like, I totally saw all the twists coming. I don't know if it's just because I'm gullible or, or what it is, but I like was jaw on the floor several times in that movie. And I left and I was like, oh, my God, that was so good. And like that was not at all like a lot of the people I talked to like in the office or like other people I talked to, they were like, I just don't get it. And I was like, I don't know, man. Also love Florence Pugh. So oh my gosh. Yeah, right. Too. Yeah. We've That's talked, a great answer. We've talked on this podcast a few times about movies that she's been in that we even ones that we didn't love, but we loved her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like she elevated a movie that we didn't really think was great. But I'm like, well, I kinda liked it because she was amazing mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. All right. Now we'll do the this is a, a two parter. Mm-hmm. Uh what is the movie what are the movies that made you either laugh the most and cry the most? Cry the most? I'm not a crier. Yeah, I was gonna I should and have I asked that ahead of time. Yeah, but yeah. and but I feel s- like we talked saddest. about this a little yeah, yeah. saddest. <laughs> um the movie that the first the really the only two movies I've ever cried watching um were Marley and Me, which Sure. Everyone cries during Marley and Me. You also have to. the first the one and only time I watched it. We had just gotten our first family dog, and I was like eight, oh. and so it was oh my boy. first time I processed that he was going to die, oh, and it was wow. terrible, which wow. is why I have not watched the movie again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I watched, um, I love the movie Someone Great. It's on Netflix. Um, it has Gina Rodriguez in it. It is so, so, so good. Um, and the one of the reasons I love it is it's sort of a romantic comedy, but the couple doesn't end up together in the end. Ooh. It's like this self-discovery version, the like thing that this that this main character goes on of like she had just ended this like six or seven year long relationship and she goes on this whole adventure with her friends trying to make the most of one of her last days before she moves across the country and like in the midst of it she's having these flashbacks to her relationship with her with her ex-boyfriend and then she runs into them at the end of the movie and she just like waves and leaves and then I'm pretty sure a Taylor Swift song plays <laughs> if I remember that correctly might be key. Mm-hmm. that might be key but um it was yeah, so like that happens. Also, that movie was um, inspired by a Taylor Swift song, and so and then I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift wrote a song also about that. It's like a circle that <laughs> happens. So this is um, one that maybe topical. made you tear up a little yes, bit. Yes, okay. it did make me cry. I think it's something about like the realness of it. Um, that's one thing I also um, I sobbed watching the miniseries Normal People. Um, because oh, yeah, it's that. it's so good yeah. and it is something that like the realness of it it's not they're not trying to be like happy ever after I don't like that stuff mm-hmm. so like the fact that it was that's so like sometimes things don't end the way you want them to like that's something that I 
really love about those kind of well, that's good it's more things. realistic to real life instead of so many fairy tale or hollywood endings yeah i get will... sick of that after decades yeah uh, you know once in a while sure sure sometimes you need a ted lasso situation now what yeah. about what about laughter um, first one that comes. Do to you head. laugh? I do. Okay, I great. laugh a lot. Great. I laugh. She's too not much. a robot. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't cry, but I do laugh a whole lot to the point where sometimes I think I'm being obnoxious. But um, I, it's not just because I just watched it, but Bottoms had me rolling the whole time. I can it attest was, to that because we yeah. watched it. Yeah, as a staff. I was yeah. losing it. That's Barbie true. had me laughing, and like movies that I watched previously. Um, I'm a big Legally Blonde girl. Like sure. that nice. movie always gives me the chuckles. Um, Parent <laughs> Trap. That's yeah. yeah. Me and so like I said, I have I have a twin, and so we ate up any sort of twin content we could get our hands on. So I've seen Parent Trap like a hundred times. Um, yeah. Those are all good. Those, Those are, are great. Solid choices. Awesome. So uh, what else have you been watching? What else have we been watching? Well, I want to explain that on Saturday on Sunday when I wasn't going to Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. my cousin and cousin-in-law came over to do a live Taskmaster game in our house. Now, if you don't know what Taskmaster is, it is a British panel show sort of a thing where uh, there's a host, he has five comedians on, and he gives them these outlandish tasks to accomplish, and then he judges based on his whim who, who is the best. <laughs> his who he fancy. It's become this huge huge hit in England and every season they have a new selection of comedians and they're all British comedians and uh, you can like you can see them on YouTube I think almost all of them are on YouTube which is how I watch them but it is hilarious it is really funny and all the tasks every time I see one I'm like oh that would be so much fun to do and so at the beginning there's a prize task there's a theme like our task was, what's a good gift to give the Pope? And you have to physically have something that you would give to a Pope. <laughs> or like, what's the oldest thing in your house that you still use? Like, really specific things. And then there's these tasks where you have to go out and actually, you know, do things and etc. I won't tell the whole format of the show because I'm getting excited. <laughs> but uh, Martin Marty came over and set up tasks for us in our house for fun. And we accomplished them. We did a prize task and everything. He even filmed one of them and edited it like by the, later that day. Aww. So that was really fun. I uh, my wife won. Mm-hmm. She was the big winner. I was very close, like a point behind her. Are you too competitive? Yeah, I mean in. Only in for fun. Like, I'm not genuine. I don't care if I win, but I will try to discredit what she's done. For games and yeah. stuff. Yeah, to mm-hmm. say, you know, it sounds like she broke the rule there, yeah. Taskmaster. <laughs> and that's what I like in the actual show, too. They always, like, gripe if they don't get enough points or try to discredit somebody else's. It's really fun. So oh. that, I recommend Taskmaster to everybody. It's on YouTube, and there's, like, 12 seasons or something, maybe more. And I, there's also Taskmasters in a bunch of different countries. It's kind of caught on, but the, the British one's the best. All right. Love it. Abby, what about you? Um, so after I watched Bottoms, I so was so good. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to see Shiva Baby because we were playing it at the OT, and I ended up being out of town the only weekend we were playing oh, it. Yeah. And I was perusing HBO a couple days later. Lo and behold, there it was. And so I watched that for the first time uh, just the other day. So good. Yeah. I rewatched uh, Crazy Stupid Love, which I hadn't watched Whoa, in years. Oh, yeah. Um, which that was good. And then 
right actually right before I went to see the Eras movie, I did uh, rewatch the Reputation Stadium tour. I am going to put that on my uh, list of things to watch now. Now I want to soak up everything. Yeah. It's so good, and I I didn't get to go to the Reputation Stadium tour, um, and so that was even part of like when I was when I was at the concert live. Reputation was one of my favorite eras because I didn't get to go to the concert, and like I have some fun memories of watching that movie but also like it's just it's just so cool and as you get older you keep watching the movie you'll forget did i actually see this in real life or did i'll just, I just start a movie yeah. a million times? my brain will just start being like no you were there yeah, that's yeah. the beautiful thing yeah. about brains yeah <laughs> um i just watched the um tv mini series docu series whatever beckham we were just talking about that at work this morning. It's Rachel so saw it too, yeah. I loved it. You know, I didn't know that much about David. I knew about David Beckham, obviously, and Victoria um, and Spice Girls, whatever. I knew about them all from the media, but I didn't realize like how actual real of humans they were and how the media really portrayed them to be. And I know it's a documentary where they're telling their own story, but... It was very believable and made them seem like very nice, decent human beings. And I feel bad that I did not know that for a long time. And I think his rise through soccer was so interesting and how she cares for him and the love in their relationship is very evident. I don't know. It was, I thought it was really special. It was cool. You don't have to be like a Spice Girls or soccer fan to enjoy the storytelling of it all. And they had a lot of cool old video, too, of, you know, 90s. So I always like that when you intersplice, yeah. like, people talking now with, like, old footage mm-hmm. that you've never seen before of them starting their careers. I always also love to see the comparison of, like, American media versus British media, which a lot of similarities. But you can really, when you're looking at another country's media, and it's easier to kind of see it from a distance, like, oh, that's very biased and they're yeah. really ugly how they do it. And then being able to see it reflected back on, oh, but we have that version here, yeah. too. Ours is awful, but British, I guess they're the OGs of terrible, yeah. terrible, <laughs> terrible, like what they do to their famous people. Yeah. Is pretty bad. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, Rachel was singing the praises of this uh, series this morning, too. So good. Very timely. Nice. Well, there you go. Wrapping yeah. up another week of Cinebuds. Thanks we like, so much. Yeah, thanks to our very special guest, Abby Esterlin. Thanks for being here. From Thank Milwaukee you. Film. What do you do over at Milwaukee Film? I am the programming coordinator. Oh, great. Yeah. You're going to be a good resource in the future. all our great movies. I'd say Cinebuds guest. Check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can still see, obviously, uh, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. It's playing at the Oriental Theater and no other theaters, as far as I can tell. Ever in the world. No. <laughs> yeah, we have the exclusive. How did that happen? 98 million right at the Oriental <laughs> yeah, Theater this it's weekend. It's been well, busy. And if you go to the Oriental Theater, we have special cocktails that I oh, named. That's true. Yeah, that I'm that's very true. excited about. The, uh, the Cruel Summer is one of them. And the other one is called um, Lime the Problem, It's Margarita. <laughs> yeah, that was, I saw that pop up and I was very impressed with that. And one. there was a, yeah, there was another one, a seltzer that I named All Too Swell. I had a great time. Yeah. How did I miss that yesterday? I just had a can of rose and popcorn for dinner. Abby is living her best life right now. I, I really feel, am. I feel it's like been this has so, been your year. I, I just, I love Taylor Swift so much. So it's been so fun to feel like I can finally use all of this information I have in my brain. So it's been very fun. Well, what? you're making your gate experience for other fans. Exactly. Thanks, everyone. 
everyone for listening, and we have some people we want to thank right now. Thanks to our producer, Kim Shine. Yeah, and thanks to Newski for our wonderful theme song. We have two sponsors of Cinebuds, Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake. I care and I wear. And I do. I'm going to pick up my new glasses today. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And we could not do this, nor would we want to, without the support of our members both here at Radio Milwaukee and back home at Milwaukee Film. Uh, Abby, our sign-off is um, see you at the movies. I think we stole that from someone famous. I'm sure. Go see a movie. It's not trademarked. It's a very common phrase, so we can say whatever we want. I wonder. Say something similar like that for our sign-off. Yeah. What, what no else pressure. We got? Ready? Three, two, one. See you. Are we saying see you? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> you <can> see. <laughs> Come see Abby at all the screenings yep. of Taylor. <laughs> We'll see you guys at the movies. Go make some bracelets. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Bye.